Good morning, Good Stuff family. We're trying this a second time. Thanks for staying with us. I see most of the people who um, started watching are still here. So what we're talking about today on Friday, this is what we do. The Fridays are our chance to talk about the podcasts that we've had, the podcasts that are coming up. And if you're those drop on Monday, if you're listening now on podcast, Fridays are just this is what we do. We just chat about the stories we've done. Mondays are the days that our joy through the journey stories drop. That season is over. And then starting not this Monday, but next Monday, so take that one week off, we are going to have a series called God at Work. So that that's in honor of my mama. So the next 12 podcast and um, personality profiles, we call them, that we'll be doing on the live stream are called Got It Work. So today, though, for chat, producer Travi taking the day off today. So what I wanted to talk about is something that you, it takes a lot of vulnerability, not just the boutique word of vulnerability, but real honest-to-goodness vulnerability to talk about pain, why we need to open be open and open our hearts and our mind to the reality about our pain. And it's what uh, Pastor Rick Warren was talking about in his newsletters this week. In fact, Pastor Steve Harper from Grace Church in Middleburg Heights forwarded me the first one. And then I went ahead and logged in to get the email or the, yeah, the newsletters. And sure enough, the very next one so speaks to me. So I wanted to share it with you guys today, if you would. Um, Maybe you comment, but or maybe you just ask yourself in your own heart, why is it that I should be open about my pain? And the next question is, what what is pain? How do we define pain? Not physical pain. Um, the pain of, uh, for me, the vulnerability is when I spent um, my career was in broadcast news. If you listen regularly, you know this, but. The calling ended up being do, doing these types of stories when the contract wasn't renewed. And I was, that was my really God, really moment. Really, really God. But the prayer was how to turn that blessing that had been the opportunity to be in broadcast news all those years, how to turn walking papers out of that industry into my permission slip. And if I'm being honest and vulnerable, that looks like pain. That looks like pain, things that didn't, that we didn't plan. So the challenge, as Danielle Folk and I like to say, is to flip the script. How do we flip the script on our pain? So when Dr. Again, uh, Pastor Rick Warren had some fantastic insight, I thought. So I'm going to share it with you. Feel free to weigh in on the comments if you want. He said, the more honest and vulnerable you are about the suffering in your life, the more powerful your impact will be in people's lives. So there's the flip in the script. Suffering in your life, flipping it to being powerful impact in people's lives. It's a great way to think about it for me. And it all goes back to gratitude, even to see the privilege in the pain, which seems like an oxymoron, but the privilege for having been able to have an impact in people's lives. Again, Pastor Rick Warren, we're quoting here. And he uh, he pointed out 2 Corinthians 6, 4, in everything we do, we show that we are God's servants by patiently enduring 
that's a heavy word, enduring troubles, hardships, and difficulties. And I look at the people who are regular contributors and listeners here, and every single one of you that I see weighing in has a story of flipping the script on adversity, on pain, on diagnoses that you didn't see coming. So even if you don't log in on the comments today, again, I just ask that you would, if you're driving, maybe you're on a walk, just ask yourself to be super honest in your heart and in your mind about what it is, the pain that we're holding on to and how we could use it to impact people's lives. So listen to how profound this is, Pastor Rick Warren. We often think that the world is impressed with our success and how we enjoy our prosperity, but they're actually more impressed, he says, by how we as Christians handle adversity. When you're going through pain, non-believers around you are watching you. Do you think about that? They're wondering what it means to be a Christian when you're in the same kind of pain that they are. And they're watching, does it look any different? And the truth is, Pastor Rick Warren again here, we're quoting, we have the same pain as everyone else. We just have a different source of comfort. Your success doesn't give you credibility. That's what he says. Your success does not give you credibility. Your suffering gives you credibility. The more honest and vulnerable you are about the suffering in your life, the more powerful your impact will be in people's lives. The Apostle Paul was a pro at using his pain to model his message. He says in 2 Corinthians 6, 4, in everything we do, we show that we are God's servants. Again, I'm going to say it again. By patiently enduring troubles, hardships, and difficulties. And Paul knew, if anyone knew, Paul did. Your deepest life message will come out of your deepest pain. Pastor Rick Warren, the world doesn't need to see Christians who are perfect or have it all together. They need something real and authentic. There's that word again, real and authentic. Very much boutique words, I call them now, vulnerability, um, authenticity. But that's what the world needs. They don't need perfect Christians that have it all together. Thank goodness. Um, They need to see Christians who are patient in pain, who walk faithfully in suffering. Again, look at the people weighing in here. Bob Hostetler, Jackie Bertolet, Rich Smith, Jan Hasselbush, all of these people, Kelly Longhorn, who know intimately what it means to see privilege through the pain. I see it personally in their lives. I see how they conduct their lives through things they would not have and could not have scripted. And that's the essence of the Good Stuff family stories, that we can flip the script. It's not easy. It's not easy. But together we can, together we will. And we learn from each other. And when we say God weaves, now watch them work. This is how all of these new people keep coming into the family so that we can, in fact, lean on each other. I beg you, he says, Pastor Rick Warren, not to waste your pain. Don't waste your hurt. People all around you are going through the very thing you've already gone through, and they need your help. They need you to comfort them. The greatest witness of God's love in all of history was not Jesus's perfect life, his sermons, his miracles, or his stories. It was what, you guys? 
It was his suffering. This is a lot to chew on. God can use your faithfulness in suffering to great effect in someone's life. In fact, your faithfulness in suffering could be your greatest witness. You know, as much as we try to to be good Christians, what if our faithfulness in suffering is our greatest witness? And again, you're just joining us, not suffering just physically, suffering through unresolved forgiveness, um, suffering through unresolved guilt, suffering through bruised egos, um, all of it. I count, Paul would say, I count it all for good, counts it all for good. Um, and so the question from Pastor Rick Warren, will you follow Jesus today? The Bible says you can only get to heaven by trusting in God through his son, Jesus Christ. You can't earn your way into heaven. It's by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God, not by words, so that no one can boast. If you're ready to commit your life to Jesus, start with this prayer. I love this. And we'll, we'll wrap up this part with this prayer. Dear God, you have promised that if I believe in your son, Jesus Christ, everything I've done wrong will be forgiven. I will learn the purpose of my life and my pain, and you will accept me into your eternal home in heaven one day. I confess I have sinned. I've asked for your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died to take away my sins and that you raised him to life. I want to trust Jesus as my savior. Whew, that's powerful. And to follow him as Lord from this day forward. Guide my life. Help me to do your will. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So um, if you guys want me to forward that to you, I could, but you can find it on pastorrick.com. All of that reflection again came from Pastor Rick Warren. And I appreciate um, John Jan Hasselbush weighing in here. She looks at Sam. Again, this is her daughter. Um who's blind and who is a fantastic ambassador for Christ. When I look at Sam and the things we went through being a baby to where she is now, she could have very easily turned from God, right? But in all things to run to him. But look at her now, such a Christian and writing and singing her Christian songs and music director. She's the music director at their church. Purpose, purpose in it all. It's hard to see, isn't it, when you're going through it? But so that's what I just asked. We, if we could flip the script and and flip the switch in our minds, in our own minds, that whatever it is that's that's our really God, really God moment, um, that's the sweet spot. That's what we work for, and it's almost a very perfect transition to another thing I wanted to talk to before our time is up, or to speak to, is crabby people at Costco. I'm flipping the script this morning right now, <laughs> lightening it up a little bit. Crabby people at Costco is what I have in my notes. I had to go, uh, I had to get a new card. I had lost mine. So I go to the entrance and the the nice lady checking card said, oh, you, honey, you can just go in over there through the exit, you know, to the customer service and they can make you a new card. Oh, thank you. Perfect. Great. Well, it's so crowded. People are streaming out like salmon, you know, with all their carts. And here I am like going against the stream, like salmon upstream. And this very cranky lady, we do a little dance. Like is her big cart that's overloaded? Is she going right or left? I'm going to go left. She's going left. She's going to her right, which, you know, that little dance you do. And I said, oh, pardon me. She said, as she walked past me, you're going in the out, moron. <laughs> and I thought, 
huh, that is not very nice. That's not nice. And I wanted to follow her back out and say, oh, I'm so sorry. That's exactly what the greeter said I should do. I'm so sorry. How's your day going? <laughs> and I thought, all right, what's the what would be the right thing to do? Not take it personally. I walk up to the to the desk and I see as I'm waiting in line, this woman super, she just looks so kind and she's smiling. We made eye contact. She's smiling. She has a big smile on her face. And I saw it. I thought, there you go. Crabby person, nice person, all is well with the world. Not everybody's crabby. And then I realized the reason she's smiling so big is because the camera that's taking her picture for the card is between she and I, between her and I. So she's actually smiling at the camera, has no clue that I'm beyond the camera and thinks she's smiling at me. So I told her that <laughs> and she was laughing. She said, I know people are crabby. Nope, not us. We won't do it. Not the good stuff family. We will not be the crabby ones. No, we, we, um, we're going to pledge to take the high road and to not give in to crabby people at Costco or other way, other where, other places. Uh, what about the rain yesterday? You guys, what do we say when it rains? I love the rain because of Chappelle, our blind friend who felt like when it rained, it was his mom reaching down from heaven because on the day she was buried, it rained. And that turned my whole perspective on figurative rain and literal rain because he said, I love the rain. And lo and behold, my mama, who passed away three weeks ago yesterday, uh, the forecast was the 10-day forecast in St. Louis was sunny. It was sunny and like 60. And then the one day uh, of her funeral, 98% rain. So it rained the entire time. And to be able to say, I love the rain. It's so crazy what gratitude uh, can do when we, when we flip the script. Um, I want it to also, I'm keeping track of the time. We're going to try to keep these to half an hour, um, so that we could be respectful of your time. But I wanted to recap to an interview that we did. Our Monday drop of this week was on Olivia DePure and she is, I'm going to pull up her picture here. She is, she's one of my favorite people. She is rocking the extra chromosome by being a model that's breaking all of these barriers uh, for people who are living with Down syndrome. Here she is. Look at her. Oh my gosh, I love her so much. There she is. And so if you want to hear that extended interview we did with her, thegoodstufffamily.com is where you'll find it. It is the last, the season finale of the Joy Through the Journey stories that we did in in season one and again if you're listening to this in podcast form you can go to the goodstufffamily.com and you'll find links for the video feed that we're doing you can see olivia and some of the great i mean she's a cancer warrior as well here she is when she was younger and she raised ridiculous amount was it a hundred thousand dollars i want to say is that sounds so much but for um the american cancer society flipped the script. That's what she did. And now she, not only did she beat cancer, she's breaking down all of these walls in the fashion industry. Um, Jackie Bertolette, uh, who started Haute Ohio Fashion Week here in Cleveland, photographer um, who met her again, not by chance, 
is also one of her biggest fans and uh, not only photographs her, but is like family with she and her mama. And Olivia has modeled in Milan, in Paris, Dubai. It's ridiculous, the resume. So these are pictures I'm flipping through so that we can remember uh, our interview on Monday. Again, thegoodstufffamily.com. We're taking next Monday off, and then we will be back April 3rd, I believe it is, for season two which is what we're calling God at Work. And we have all those slots filled already, you guys. 12 episodes of people who are living, breathing proof of God at Work. Uh, Donnie, may I interrupt? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Travi. Hi. Hi. Good morning. Um, the pecan video is too big to show oh. in the um, uh, brands, but I can show it if you like. No, that's okay. I, that's okay. I appreciate you doing that. We're the other important issue we're going to get to today. The other important topic is National Pecan Day. I've uncovered a bit of a maybe what might be a scandal, Travi. We do tell. Here, put, let me put this up. Do you know where I'm going to go with this? Look at this. So, according to this daysoftheyear.com, Saturday, March 25th, tomorrow would be Pecan Day. But then look what, when I look up, let's see, watch, I'm going to ask, when is Pecan Day? It's supposed to be in April, you guys. <gasps> April 14th is National Pecan Day. So now I have a very much a dilemma. Do we celebrate Pecan Day tomorrow or do we wait till April 14th? I don't know. According to days of the year, it's tomorrow. What do you think, Travi? I'd go with tomorrow. Okay, we're going to go with tomorrow then. Tomorrow always it a good is. Day, always a good day for pecans and you have a fresh batch. Exactly. And that is the right answer because we made these yesterday, Kelly Wolf and I, um, in honor of National Pecan Day and also in honor of my mama, Marlene Kendrick, because this was a recipe she did that she put on all her cookie trays. And I thought this is a good way to honor her and show this super easy recipe. They break apart. They're, they're graham crackers. So I'm going to give you the quick recipe. Compliments of Marlene Kendrick. Ready? It's so easy. 10 minutes top, you know, tops. Okay, here we go. Graham crackers. You put foil on your cookie tray. Line it with graham crackers side by side. Get a saucepan out. A stick of butter and a stick of margarine. I don't know why that is the best combo. Not two sticks of butter, not two sticks of margarine. Melt the butter and the margarine. Now ready? We're going to have three one cups. One cup of brown sugar, one cup of shaved almonds, one cup of chopped pecans. All in the saucepan. Bring it to a boil for three minutes. Your oven, by the way, should be on 350. Slather that all over the graham crackers in the oven for four to five minutes and you're finished. That's it. It's really that easy, and they're so good. Everyone thinks you made something fancy when you bring them. They're such a hit, and I call them too easy to be this good pecan almond thingies because my mom didn't have a name for them. I just have a recipe card. So there you go. There you go. Uh, you're welcome. If And I know probably y'all are thinking, whew, I almost forgot it was National Pecan Day tomorrow. So there's a recipe if you want to celebrate right along with us. We're all better They're gone off. already, by the way, Travi. We're all better off for knowing that. 
Exactly. And Marlene, see, this is how, we, how she lives out. She, her specialty was chicken and dumplings. That's way more complex from scratch. But there it is. Okay. Now, let me just give a look ahead really quickly in the final time that we have. Amy Sullivan is going to be an interview that we're going to have. I'm not sure exactly when yet, but she's going to be part of the um, God at Work series. And we'll be interviewing her today after this uh, live stream, as a matter of fact. And she is a mama on a mission to advocate uh, for other mamas of kids uh, with special needs. How cool is this? I'm going to read it for you guys. We want our children to be seen for who they are. We want our children to have their rightful place in the world. Hello? Look at who we're talking to. Look into all this. These are our people. The people who are weighing in today in the comments, especially. We wake up every morning ready to advocate for their needs. We cry tears of happiness when we celebrate a small success and heartbreak when we watch them struggle. Struggle. We want to give them the best future possible while worrying about how they're going to cope without us someday. It's very real for all of my friends, especially parents of Down's friends that we have. Uh, and she she writes, this is a post of Amy Sullivan's, Mama, we're not all that different. Today and every day, I'm cheering you on as we both journey the beautifully broken road of special needs parenting. So look forward to that interview with Amy Sullivan coming up in our God at Work series that will um, be for season two. Travi, do you have anything to add? I have one thing to add. Ready? Okay. Then one stick of butter, one stick of margarine is the best. For some reason, that, that makes them um, shinier or something. I don't know what the secret is there. But as you can see, in a pinch, two butters. I don't think I would go two margarines. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I could do. But um, it reminds me of that skit, stick of butter, stick of margarine. Remember the Sesame Street kid? Um, Seriously, are you asking me that? I want you to go to the um, to the store. I want you to get me a dozen eggs, a stick of butter, and a container of milk. Can you remember that? Sure. Yeah, it was not a dozen eggs. How do you stick remember that? Could it be your butter, friend Don told you about stick of, it? Stick of butter, contain, yes, stick of butter, container of milk. And I do think the stick of butter and stick of margarine is just to make you sound important. I don't think that serves any purpose. It's redundant. I'm sorry? Why, why would you need both? Because that's the secret to the recipe. I've tried it both ways. Oh, for the love of all that's good. Trust me. Well, we did make it with two sticks of butter yesterday. That was the point. That's all we had. So, but it gets, a, it's more, it looks glossier, like. It reminds me of a carpenter building a house. Well, I think you're going to need a, I think you're going to need a drywall screw in there, but also some, some, uh, all right. Uh, Travis. Uh, adhesive, some construction adhesive. Okay. And by the way, for the record, it's loaf of bread, stick of butter, gallon of milk, loaf of bread, stick of butter, gallon of milk. And then the kid gets to the store and, you know, kids are watching Sesame street and he goes, loaf of bread, stick of butter. And the kids are like, because he can't remember <laughs> and that is me oh my gosh own. i find myself doing that like going into a room with three things i gotta get and then i'm like wait what was it it happens it happens hey huck Korinsky's joining us look at that and see it sometimes it might pay to go a little long we try to keep it short but good to see you huck what a fantastic story he has too oh my gosh well here's the problem it's a good problem to have 
we could talk forever about um, people who who we know are seeing the good and being the good. Huck Kerensky is one of them. We have to. We've been talking forever about getting his story on, so we'll do. We'll we'll make a point to do that. Thanks for weighing in, um, Kelly Ann. Aha. See, Kelly Longhorn is saying it is the best combo even for chocolate chip cookies. Who knew? See, my grandma and my mom knew. I didn't know why. They probably didn't know why. But you know what, Travi? Until now, no one questioned it. So they're just, they're zip just it. backing you up. They're just backing you up. They'll go with whatever you say. Okay. If you, know you what? said stick of butter, quart of motor oil, they'd go, oh yeah, that's the best way to do it. Says the dude who does everything to avoid anything in the kitchen. <laughs> All right. So okay. on that note, really you all, um, gosh, we love you so much. And don't forget, um, we'll be taking the week off this Monday and we'll begin, we'll, we'll be beginning season two, uh, the beginning of April, heading into spring and heading on to a new series that we're going to be calling, um, God at work, because that is what my mama said every day, every hour on the hour, God at work. She found things that she believed was God at work. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. We love you all so very much. Travi, thanks for jumping in, even on the last minute when you could have taken the day off. I love it. You're such a good team player. You're welcome. Never a slacker. And um, um, don't forget to email us, dawn at thegoodstufffamily.com. And if you want to see the video stream, thegoodstufffamily.com for all those links, as well as to all the rest of our social media. Thanks to our Dynamo friend, Danielle Folk. We love y'all. God bless. This has been a Grassroots Good Stuff Family production. Big love and gratitude to our friend Carlos Jones, who is the talented voice and creator behind this music that sets the tone for these good stuff stories. Huge gratitude and love as well for our social media director. She is Danielle Folk and is consistently going above and beyond. Follow her at Farmhouse Storyteller. And to the producer, my Travi, the glue that holds together the moving parts of this God-inspired endeavor. TheGoodStuffFamily.com is where you'll find links for all the things we're doing, including how to be a sponsor of a story. So grateful for our faithful sponsors who have already made so much of what we do possible. And of course, big love and gratitude for you, the listeners, helping to grow this Good Stuff Family Tree 2023. Welcome to the family. Why